0: Hey folks, thanks for tuning in again or for the first time to my silly little podcast, A Rock and Roll Rabbit Hole, where I ferret through my vinyl collection of about 500 records and my tiny brain of about 500 remaining brain cells and take a light-hearted, positive, fanboys look at my favourite songs and bits of songs and artists that fall within a different, pointless, set theme every episode, and I sometimes highlight some rock and roll bed shits just for some fun. It's really just an attempt to archive some stories, old YouTube interviews and some great songs for like-minded rock music fans. Choosing from any song part or artist that has given me joy as a listener or a slight Norwegian wood as a musician. It's not a countdown, but I will leave my favorite choice for last. This is just a bit of laid back, unnecessary fun that hopefully inspires someone to support a musician by buying some music or some merch, or listen to an old favourite album and check out all this amazing shit that I adore which has formed the soundtrack of my life. As a lot of people do like to share their opinions these days, please let me know if you think if I have missed anything in my record collection that I know and that I like by sending me an email at this is not a real email address at gofeckygoodself.cockgoblin.com. That's cock spelt with two K's. And I'll get back to you as soon as I give a shit. But seriously, if you do want to say hi, you can hit me up and follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook. A Rock and Roll Rabbit Hole Podcast or via the website arockandrollrabbithole.com that's com spelt with a c the website also has Spotify playlists of all the songs used in each episode past episodes as well and some other golden magic and I also have some small playlists of the great lesser known artists that I like to highlight at the end of each episode on the victims tab of the website Please rate, review, subscribe and share the podcast if you are digging it. That's super helpful and genuinely appreciated. Thanks again. Apologies in advance. And here goes.
1: They said you'd never
2: make it. Surfing's more your game. And your
3: golf is too erratic. You'd better stick to ride. Waves, they said you'd never make it.
4: It seems their words were true. It must have been heartbreaking when you knew what you could do. They said you'd never.
0: Hey guys, thanks again for checking out my Stupid Little Podcast, and this is part three of my Dear Gone booze songs, so check out the last two episodes to catch up, but here's what we've heard so far.
5: Recapin the magic She keeps some away, the drinking wine Take
6: a wedding card to the
5: ski on its breath. I'm just a drunk in a band. Musicians and beer Free drinks at the door, and bachelors
4: phone up their friends for a drink while that's live. how it's happened. Living life
7: by the drop.
8: Or Chinese?
7: Chinese. And boys, that
1: is. Give me the keys now, you're too drunk to drive. Started. I gotta get a belly full of wine. It's Tennessee, Tennessee whiskey, glasses
9: of white wine. So bottom your party.
10: A bottle of red, a bottle of white. So I drink and I smoke and I ask
1: The bottle, that's the way it is He says body's too old for work Body's too young to look like him You can get it working a plow
11: Matter of fact, I got it now A buddy's lad at the side
1: drinking this man a five Came and paper a tropical reef
5: Whiskey and so, it's a so, I a
9: whiskey
0: so before we get into it, I just want to thank Innocenzo Sabatini in the United States for a nice and a little bit stalky review. Appreciate that. Thanks. Thanks. And Dave Brick, Glenn Howard, Steve Schenk, Scott Hughes, Ross Hetherington, Luke Plummer, David Flint, and Mark Bodner for some nice words this week. No action from the ladies or the Norwegians. So a few weeks ago I did a huge dig on Dio Straits and three alcohol-mentioning songs popped into mind. Check out that episode for some great award-watching podcast journalism, and here's the tunes.
4: Let's pass, let's
3: Past recall has been here and gone The landlord, he finally paid us all The satin tads may have put away their horns And we're standing outside of this wonderland Looking so bereaved and so bereft Like a bowery bomb when he finally understands The bottle's empty and there's nothing left Best of any I could fill But all I can do Is hand it to you And your latest trick Last time I was sober Man, I felt bad Worst hangover that I ever had It took six hamburgers And scotch all night Nicotine for breakfast Just to put me right Cause if you want to if you're all cool If you want one cool You got to run only oh, heavy few Dr. Parkinson declared I'm not surprised to see you here You've got smokers caught from smoking Brewers drooped from drinking beer I don't know how you came to get the Betty Davis ease but
4: worst of all young man you've got a cloth feel
0: the song I've always loved from the '90s is a song written about guitarist Mark Morland from Wall of Voodoo by Concrete Blonde singer and bassist Jonette Napolitano, who met Mark in Australia when both bands toured down here in the late '80s. And the song is about their relationship and his alcoholism. The song's called Joey, and here's the last verse where she talks about him passing out drunk. Another sad song that has always killed me with the lyrics is an Aussie song that mentions whiskey. A number two single from 2005. The singer admitted that the song was written about A a big mistake I made and I fell into a lump of depression, locking myself out the back in a bungalow. After a couple of days I came up with this song, I played it to the person and it was therapeutic. It was a good sorry letter. Missy Higgins revealed in 2008 that the song was actually written about her older sister who had a guy she liked but Missy actually stole the guy off her. The song is called Special Two, and she was only 20 when the song was released. Well,
12: I mean, it's changed over the years. My first album, I was super Australian, um, I think because of what I was listening to at the time. I mean, I think I was, you know, inspired by the waifs and something for Kate who kind of sung with a bit, bit of an Australian accent um, And, again, I was just really, um, you know, stuck on the idea of being authentic, you know. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't want to sing in an American accent. I'm not American. Like, I want to be myself. Um, And the producer at the time, um, he was English living in America, and he was like, can we just tone it down a little bit? It's a little bit harsh, that Australian accent, a little bit grating on the ears. And I was like, screw you, man. So I sung an, an even a stronger Australian accent because I was like just to spite him, um, which I think is why it sounds pretty incredibly at that first album.
13: I've hardly been outside my room in days Cause I don't feel that I deserve the sunshine's rays The darkness helped until the whiskey wore away Then I realize The conscience never fades When you're young You have this image Of your life That you be scrupulous And one day even make a wife And you make boundaries You'd never dream to cross And if you happen to you wake completely lost. But I will fight for you. Be sure that I will fight until we're the special two.
0: One more whiskey song from an album I love, which is John Mayer's Born and Raised. Triple points for this one. Whiskey, Whiskey, Whiskey.
4: Well, we pick up in New York City I'm trying to find the man I never got to be But when I pushed down on the pavement I found the whole thing so much harder than it seemed The only deal I ever signed No devil drew a dotted line The stage was set, the words were mine I'm not complaining Whiskey, whiskey, whiskey Water, water, water Sleep Whiskey, whiskey, whiskey Wake up, shake it off and repeat
5: me episode within an
0: episode So I can't as an Australian in good conscience do an alcohol episode without mentioning this next song Oh it's a
3: lonesome away from your kindred and all by the campfire at night while hear the wild ingles call but there's nothing so lonesome, morbid or drear Than to stand in the bar of a pub with no beer Now the publican's anxious for the quota to come And there's a faraway look on the face of the bum The maid's gone all cranky and the cook's acting queer Oh, what a terrible place is a pub with no beer
0: pub with no beer is a song adapted by gordon parsons from a poem by dan sheehan also called a pub with no beer and it was released as a single in 1957 by slim dusty and it was the first australian single to receive a gold record and was the biggest selling record in australia at the time and it was also the first australian single to enter the british charts reaching number three and it was released on a budget price plastic coated cardboard record and belgium singer Jan Chopin recorded the song in several languages. He released his German version in 1960, where it stayed on the charts there for 30 weeks. And his Dutch version was also a hit. And unfortunately, I couldn't find a version in Norwegian. Here's a bit of the Dutch version. Café Bier even Johnny Cash performed an American version of this called A Bar With No Beer. And here's a pretty shitty live recording. Well, Slim Dusty also had another beer mentioning number one in Australia in 1980 called Duncan.
3: I love to have a beer with Duncan, I love to have a beer with Duncan. We drink in moderation and we never ever ever get rolling drunk. We drink at the town and country where the atmosphere is great. I love to have a beer with Duncan cause Duncan's me mate, yeah. I love
0: this is James Hetfield. Was the alcohol some kind of escape?
14: Absolutely. Alcohol was uh, ever since Well, I think ever since my mother died, that became more of a part of me, alcohol, at age 13, uh, uh, or no, sorry, 16. uh, It became, you know, it starts off as the cliche, hey, I feel more alive, I feel looser, I feel more comfortable, I can talk to women, Uh, I can, you know, get on stage and all of this. Uh, It was... It was kind of the fog. I was already in somewhat of a fog, and that helped it be more fun. Um, And then the the typical story of starting to need it. And then it became just like this maintenance, and it was a constant fog, and a lot of things I can't remember, you know, blackout drinking was was not good. getting in fights, uh, all kinds of... You know, a trail of destruction, the the cliché of that. Um, But then it, it, it certainly got more and more evident that it was changing me. I was bringing some of the road life home, and now I had a family and children, and it certainly wasn't a good combination. Um... But yeah, it was the enabler. It enabled me to be more of me, I thought. When in fact it was showing well less. Of it the really reality. does depend on the person. And it's a it's a personal journey. I had to hit the bottom. <laughs> I I didn't I was pretty stubborn. I didn't learn. I had tried to stop for a year. And it just wasn't fun, so I went back to it, and I had I had to have someone tell me, you know, someone. Basically, my wife threw me out of the house and said goodbye. It took that shock, you know, and fear is a pretty good motivator, because <laughs> uh, I certainly didn't want to stop drinking even then, but I knew that I couldn't live without my family. That was more important. And when I found out there were other people in my situation that, you know, the deepest, darkest, ugliest secrets you have are just poison and they're rotting inside you. No matter what you're hiding, someone else can say they've done that too. So there is a connection with humans through experience to show that it can be done.
0: in the Jar is an Irish traditional song from the 17th century and has been covered by a heap of bands including the Dubliners, Jerry Garcia, the Pogues, Thin Lizzy and the Metallica version which went to number four in Norway. And here's a bit of Thin Lizzy's. Rapier is a sword thank god
9: and then
0: phrase Molly's chamber is old slang for a brothel and it's where the kings of Leon got the title for their nugget
5: There's a man
15: I'm going
0: to let that one slide because they've probably been singing that one like that for 300 years.
15: I'd like to tell you a real happening in this album. We went into the little town of Cana, just over the hills from Nazareth. And there's a church that sits over the cistern where the water came from that Christ turned to wine, where the first miracle was performed. We went into the church, saw the cisterns. You can hear the sounds of the water in there, hear the echo. I was so impressed when I came out of the church. If I ever had an inspiration, I had one then from seeing what I had just seen and heard. And I said under my breath, he turned the water into wine of all things. On the way to Tiberias in the car, in the next few minutes, I wrote this song. He turned the water into wine. He turned the water into wine. In the little Cana town, the word went all around that. He turned the water into wine Well, he walked upon the Sea of Galilee He walked upon the Sea of Galilee Shouted far and wide, he calmed the raging tide And walked upon the Sea of Galilee turned the water into wine, didn't my lord now. He turned the water into wine. In... Johnny Cash also had a
0: less Jesusy wine-mentioning song from 1972 called Malva's Wine.
15: Every year about this time, my wife Melva made some wine. Every year about this time The air is sweet as Melba's wine And I sip her wine and I listen to the robin sing And the river run Through Kingston Springs Every year about this time A few old friends come up the wall Every year about this time A few old friends stop by to talk And we talk about the crops and the weather and things And the young folks here in Kingston Springs I got a brother up Chicago way He wants me to visit him someday And I may sometime But not as long as the robins sing And the river runs through Kingston Spring It was last year about this time Melba made her last batch of wine it was last year about this time she left for me her warm sweet wine she could sing as sweet as the robins sing above her grave in kingston spring I got a brother up Chicago way He wants me to visit him someday Another alcohol-mentioning song
0: is from one of my favourite lesser-known bands from Melbourne and the band is Horsehead and their song that mentions alcohol is Bounce Back. Staring
9: at the red wine in my head cigarettes and alcohol, control with such command. I think I've stressed my insides inside out. Self-medicating anything that goes from hand to mouth. Wow. Self-medicating anything that goes from hand to mouth. Too young to fall apart. Too young to
7: fade away. Too old. And I will bounce back Too young, you fall apart Too tired, you walk
9: away One more hit of a broken heart And I won't bounce back I think I'm of the age where thinking's big Wasn't something supposed to happen That was meant to set us free Instead my body died and it makes no sense so I'd drink to him and tell him how he loved this cigarette Too young to fall apart, too young to fade away Too old to be kissing us, and I won't bounce back Too young to fall apart, too tired to walk away
6: Right,
1: big shot. <laughs> Wait up town right you're lensing. on that when you close.
6: Down paranyon in your hand and spoon up your nose. <laughs> oh, wake up in the morning with your head on fire, eyes oh, too bloody to see. Don't want to cry you call well, I did a lot of research for this song, And I, they tell you you're a writer. Okay, well, write what you know. Now well, Let's see, what do I know about this subject? Anyway, uh, it was a combination of things. That song was about somebody who I was very close to and also about myself. I, I don't know how many mornings I've gotten up, you've gotten up looking you look in the mirror in the bathroom and you just look like, death. So you look yourself, you go, oh, we had to be a big shot. And then you start like little photo glimpses of what happened, here, you know? And you get these little cringe moments, like, oh, God. You know? So that's really what that song, how that song got written.
9: Friends were so knocked out. You had to have a last word, last night. You know what everything's about. You had to have a white hot spot. Like you had to be a big shot. Last night.
0: Another wine mentioning song which is off one of the albums that helped me get through the shit fight that was 2020, is called Unpicking a Puzzle and it's from the record Civil Dusk by Bernard Fanning. I absolutely love this album and it made it to number two in Australia, number seven in New Zealand and didn't chart anywhere else, including Norway.
4: bottom of the bottle Roll me in the vines bury me so deep on my bones turn into wine where silence is a gold and secrets will abound The hostage in your conscience Will have tape across his mouth Well tell me how will you find space for my love If you spend half your time trying to cast it off Picking a puzzle can't be undone I'm picking a puzzle
7: can't
4: be undone The simple repetition Of a lifetime mistake the road to your ruin was the easiest to take. Chronic indecision and terminal delays and ragged superstition laid your future down a ways. Tell me, how will it find space for my love? Spend half your time trying to cast it out I'm picking a puzzle, can't be undone I'm picking a puzzle, can't be undone
0: Another quick Aussie song, and this one's a beer-mentioning song from the early 90s, Old Man Sam by Bait. And it also mentions Johnny Cash being smashed. Johnny
10: was a man, 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 man. I sure do dread it Cause I know just what I'm gonna do I start to spend my money Calling everybody honey And wind up singing the blues I spend my whole paycheck On some old wreck Brother I can name you a few Well I gotta get drunk And I sure do dread it Cause I know just what I'm gonna do I gotta get drunk I can't stay sober There's a lot of good people in town That like to hear me See me spend my dollars and I wouldn't think of letting them down There's a lot of doctors that tell me That I better start slowing it down But they're more old drunks than they are old doctors So I guess we better have another round
12: well with performing came consequences. Do you feel sad when you're writing them? Like, are you reliving moments in your own life?
15: Of course, yeah. And when you sing them every night, I think that's why a bunch of us uh, got into drugs and alcohol and things so heavy is because when you go out there at night and relive all that BS <laughs> that puts you in that place and you have to relive it ever. Sometimes uh, people can't handle it and
3: it's too tough.
12: About now. Nelson says cigarettes were too hard on his lungs. And drinking made him a little crazy. So to take the edge off, he turned to pot. How much do you smoke pot? Well, I don't know as much as
15: I want to. Uh, a lot of people couldn't smoke as much as I do. I think I have a pretty good tolerance for it. Uh, and it's a good medicine for me. It's a good stress
0: Another cool country tune, and this one's from 1969 that mentions having a beer for breakfast, and it's Chris Christopherson's Sunday Morning Coming Down. And here he is, talking about the song and Johnny Cash. That
7: was where I wrote
2: Sunday Morning Coming Down, up in this place up here. And uh, if you can imagine this place on a Sunday, when all the, the music stuff is not going on, and the bars aren't even open until 1. It's more of a family day than it is uh, a singles day. <laughs> so Sunday morning coming down, if you can look around, you can see how easy it would be to write it. You hear that, Bird? One of the biggest nights of my life was was when John was going to sing Sunday Morning Coming Down on his show. The producer wanted to take out a line in it, which is, uh, wishing Lord that I was stoned.
16: And John John said, well, I'll think about it tonight.
9: John told me in the dressing room, he said, "Uh, I don't give a damn what they say. He said, I'm going to say it the way Chris wrote it. And he said, there's nothing wrong with saying the truth. And that's the truth.
2: I was up here in the balcony looking down at him while he was singing the song, and he looked up at me at that line and said, wishing Lord that I was stoned. And I almost fell out of the
9: balcony.
15: One of the greatest songwriters around these days is a friend of mine named Chris Christopherson. And he'll be with us on the show in a couple of weeks, but before he comes, I'd like to do one of his songs too. One of my favorite songs of his. Sunday morning Sidewalk I'm wishing Lord that I was Stoned Cause there's Something in a Sunday That makes a body feel alone And Lord there's Nothing short of
2: dying Well I woke up Sunday Morning with no way To hold my head Didn't hurt And the beer I had For breakfast wasn't bad So I had one more For dessert Then I fumbled through My closet for my clothes And found my cleanest Dirty shirt And I shave my face and comb my hair and stumble down the stairs to meet the day. I'd smoke my brain the night before on cigarettes and songs that I'd been picking.
0: Hearing Chris Kristofferson's line, the beer I had for breakfast, makes me think of a super well-known song that also mentions a morning beer. And it's interesting to note that this song was actually a B-side to a single, You Made Me Real, but it is one of The Doors' best known songs. And Alice Cooper actually claims that he was the inspiration for the line in question. I woke up this morning and I got myself a beer. song that mentions whiskey gin brandy sour mash tequila and cheap wine and it's from the biggest rock album of all time check out the acdc episode a few months ago to hear the story about how bon scott played guide drums on this track while angus and malcolm were putting it all together just before he died have a drink on me acdc my Favorite UMI songs, Heavy Heart, also mentions beer.
4: Been watching so much TV, I'm thinner than I should be. I'm like a waterlogged ball, no one wants to kick around anymore. And all day morning, head to the no cone can get through. All granola and beer, and the calling card and the silk cut souvenir. I miss you like sleep, and there's nothing romantic about the hours I keep. The mornings when it starts, I don't look so sharp. Now I've got a heavy heart.
11: Talk, this is Paul Kelly. I wrote the music for To Her Door about seven years before I wrote the words. I got the tune first on piano and recorded it on a, on a cassette which is my main method of um, writing songs, getting ideas, just, just putting tunes onto, onto tape and then singing melodies over the top. So I, I didn't really have any particular words for it but it was just a tune that I'd stored on one of many many cassettes that, that I used to build up over the years. I was reading a lot of Raymond Carver, the American short story writer. And um, when I first discovered him, I I sort of just devoured him in in one go, sort of just gulped him down. I loved his writing, I loved the way that his stories seemed to end in a really open-ended way. Often his stories would end sort of just on the verge of something about to happen. Um, There was always things around the edges that uh, informed the story. It was a really good influence for a songwriter because um, his story seemed to contain a lot of information and it was a short form so which is sort of what I was, same sort of thing I was trying to do. I wanted to write short pop songs but still have them tell stories. Looking back I, I can really see the influence of Raymond Kaba on To Her Door. At the end of the song we still don't know whether it's going to work out. It's sort of, so it's, the song sort of um, ends with a beginning and we don't know whether things are going to go well or not. The video for Tour Adore was directed by Claudia Castle, who did a couple of other clips for us around that time. Pretty simple video, mainly a performance clip with with uh, some actors referencing part of the story. For some reason, I'm in a singlet. I guess it must have been hot. I met my second wife, Karen Fairfax, who was acting in the clip as, as the wife in the song. And my son, Declan, is also playing the uh, the child or one of the children. Peter Bull plays the distinctive keyboard line at the start of the song. Um, uh, Steve Connolly plays that guitar riff, which we still play to this day. Um, Michael Barclay on drums and harmonies and John Schofield on bass guitar. The parts made up by those original players are still very very much what we we play today. That was sort of, just sort of, especially Steve Connolly's guitar parts are sort of like carved in stone.
1: Then when he got laid off They really hit the skids He started off his drinking Then they started fighting He took it pretty badly She took both the kids She said, I'm not standing by To watch you slowly die So watch me walking At the door At the door, at At the door, door. she said, shove it, Jack, I'm walking out your fucking door.
17: Talk about this person you worked with. They tried
6: okay. to make me go to rehab. I said no, no, no. Yes. yes what I a song. Yes, i am back for when I come back. No, no, no. I ain't got the time. And if my daddy thinks I'm fine. What a song. To to make me go. You
8: did this with her. Yeah, we did this. It was, it was pretty crazy. I mean, we did this. Wrote this down on Mercer Street. Like she was in New York, we had
17: just met the day before. Tell me how this works. In other words, this was her second album. This is her right?
8: second album, yeah. How do you meet? Does someone put you together? Yeah, and I wasn't like I I wasn't a big shot producer. I would she had been working on a record for a while. Somebody said to me in England from her label, said, Do you want to work with Amy Winehouse? And I was like, Yeah, I remember her. I like some songs on her first record, send her to my studio. So she comes in my studio and we're actually coming in at the same time. And I go, I recognize it. Cause she had the hair already. Yeah. even then, and I was like, you're, you're Amy, Amy, right? I'm like, I'm Mark. She goes, Oh, nice to meet you. Yeah, I'm going up to see Mark Ronson. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like I, I, <laughs> I am Mark. I'm, I'm Mark. She's like, I thought you're going to be like an old Jewish guy with a beard or something. <laughs> like maybe because she like heard my name for a while. like, she just pictured something different. Anyway, we got out, we started talking. We instantly like, Got on like a house on fire. She was so
17: funny and like. Mark, is there a certain thing with artists that you have to be? I don't want to say the word cool, but it, there's got to be a vibe, right? They got to they got to trust you, and yeah. it's like a, like probably ninety percent of your job is having the right personality, the right temperament, so that you don't get in her way, but you also contribute it's a it's a weird line right yeah i think i think every producer like you hear about like like famous producers like
8: throwing a chair at the drummer like da 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 like different things work for pulling out a gun yeah exactly you know yeah for me i found that yeah like just being like a good ear open to kind of anything maybe and and getting the sense that okay i could actually do something musically that might be good with this person you know
17: right yeah it's a weird thing because you meet them and then you have to have this meeting of the minds yeah it has to be this vibe yeah and like amy Winehouse to me is like the representation of cool. Like I could, I would worry the whole time I'm going to say something wrong or I'm going to get on the wrong side. And then, you know, and then you have artists who show up late and they don't, you know, you know, like you just got to be cool and you just, just kind of go
8: kinda, with it. You got to deal with a lot of shit in them, but the, when you're working with really talented people who are like essentially good people, even yeah. if that, you know, sometimes the better the artists the more kind of a little crazier or, or, or complex, let's say they are. But, um, yeah, Amy was just so special. And right away, we had this talk about music, and she told me she wanted to make stuff that sounded like this '60s kind of girl group stuff. And I'd never made anything like that, but I was excited. I was
17: what like, about this song specifically? Did you work on this one with her? So, so
8: yeah, this was one she had written a lot of songs when we when before she got to uh, New York. But we were walking down the street, and uh, like in Soho, she wanted to go get a shirt. It was her boyfriend's birthday, and she was like telling me we were catching up, getting to know each other. And she was like, you know, I used to be kind of fucked up. And, and, you know, there was this time when I was like drinking a lot and my family and my manager and all these people came over to my house. Then they tried to make me go to rehab. And I was like, Psh, no, no, no. And like, did the put the hand talk to the hand gesture. And I was like, because she was talking about it as such a removed thing. And she was in such a good state when I met her. Right. I was like, oh, this is just a funny anecdote. Like And, uh, I was like, I hate writing songs around a gimmick, but you know, like there's something catchy about what you just said. You want to just go back to the studio and like maybe try and turn that into a song. So
17: she didn't recognize it necessarily as a song. She says, yeah, they tried to get me to go to rehab. And I said, no, no, no. Yeah. And all of a sudden you look at each other and go, Hey, maybe that's a lyric.
8: Yeah. Is that how it works? She said it with its rhythm and it sounded hooky. Like she just goes, and I was like, no, no, no. And I was just like, Let's just try it. So she we went back to the studio. She went she was always so fast the way she wrote. She's like she comes back in like 30 minutes and she's like I got this song and it was kind of like just the music or the words. She had the words and the music and it was like a slow kind of blues, like they tried to make me go to. And I, you know, I'm always thinking, like a little poppy, like, can we speed it up? Can we make it right. dance? Yeah. You, like, leader of the pack, can we go, like, boom, bat, bat, bat? She's like, all right, yeah, we can try it. And, like, that's kind of
17: like, and then you. Spit. And what do you do? Do you lay down just the guitars and, uh, and what, piano or something?
8: I probably did, like, a little, like, drum, like, a, a shitty, because I'm not a very good drummer, but just did, like, a little boom, bat, bat, bat. bat and then she kind of, like, I would lay a little instrumental and I'd be like, hey, does it work if you sing it over this? And she'd go in, because she had the whole song on the guitar. All wow. I had to do was come up with a nice beat for it. They
6: tried to make me go to rehab. I said no, no, no. Yes, I've been black, but when I come back, no, no, no. I ain't got the time. And if my daddy thinks I'm fine, Try to make me go to rehab, but I won't go.
0: Booze legend Muddy Waters' last album, released in 1981. He had a great booze and drug mentioning song, Champagne and Reefer.
1: Yeah, bring me champagne when I'm thirsty. Bring me a reefer when I want to get high.
0: Alright, this could probably go on forever, so let's uh, put a fork in it now and we'll finish up with a Rolling Stones song, Loving Cup. Which when they performed it at the Stones concert at Hyde Park in July 1969, Mick Jagger introduced the song as Give Me a Little Drink. And the song wasn't released on an album until 1972's Exile on Main Street. So here's three English wine mentioning monster songs and the first one is off an album that only went to number two in the US but went on to sell 23 million copies there. It did go to number one in Canada and the UK and number two in Australia and also number two in Norway where it sold 60,000 copies but it sold 38 million copies worldwide and the album is Led Zeppelin 4 and the wine mentioning song is Going to California.
4: Spend my days with a woman and kind, smoke my stuff and drink all in my wine. Made up my mind make a new start. Going to California with an aching in my heart. Someone told me there's a girl out there with love in her eyes and flowers.
10: Took my chances on a big jet plane. Never let them tell you that we're all, all the same. Red and the sky was gray. I wondered how tomorrow Who could ever follow today. The mountains and the canyon started to tremble and shake. The children of the sun begin.
0: we heard loving cup before but another quick stone song that also mentions wine in the first verse was a song we heard in episode 26 and 27 7 up and a nerd fact is charlie watts didn't play drums on the song rolling stones producer jimmy miller played drums and how's this for a run of eight singles she's a rainbow jumping jack flash honky tonk woman brown sugar wild horses tumbling dice happy and angie i mentioned honky tonk woman a song that we told the story about in episode 7's cowbells from hell that jimmy miller also played the cowbell on that song honky tonk woman also mentions gin and drinking you off my mind So let's get back to the wine-mentioning song on the other side of this double A-sided single. It's the just acceptable choir introed, can't always get what you want. of my triple uk wine mentioning retro classics is also off a double-sided a single and the other side of the single hot legs is definitely a song that the woke folk would explode over with some of the tongue-in-cheek lyrics and the song didn't chart in norway maybe for that reason but it was number five hit in the uk and it's an interesting song as it has four verses before the chorus and the word wine is actually the last word of the fourth verse before the chorus and i've said it before but rod stewart is an underrated singer and a great songwriter Especially his 70s stuff, which is as good as anything. Rod Stewart, I was only joking.
9: Ever since I was a kid at school I'm not different after all Me and the boys Thought we had it sussed Valentino's all of us My dad said we look ridiculous But boy, we broke some hearts In and out of jobs Running free Waging war with society. Dumb, blank faces stare back at me. But nothing ever changed. Promises made in the heat of the night. Creeping home before it got too light. I wasted all that precious time and blamed it on the wine. So let you kill my dear Looking for a way to hide my fear. What kind of fool was I? was I I could never win, never win
0: So just before I wrap it up, I like to include a funny, crazy or interesting story at the end of each episode for one of the songs or artists. And today's story is about Malcolm Young's boozing.
11: You know, my whole thing. You know, I felt like um, almost Dr Jekyll or Mr Hyde, you know.
15: On stage, Malcolm had tried to keep it together, but off stage he was falling apart. In the middle of the band's Blow Up Your Video tour, Malcolm had enough.
11: So I had a talk with Angus and... Um, said, how feels you feel if, if I could uh, at least take a break? I think he was worried about
10: me, that uh, he'd be disappointing me. But he turned and he said, look, I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'll have to stop, you know, because if I continue, he, you know, he felt he'd become a casualty, you know. And he was a big enough man to turn around and say, you know, I can't cope with this. So I was letting
11: people down, I was making people get worried about me. I wasn't brain dead, but I, I was just physically and mentally uh, screwed by the, by the alcohol.
15: The brothers recruited their nephew, Stevie, to play for Malcolm while he fought his addictions. In time, and with the help of Alcoholics Anonymous, Malcolm was once again able to pick up his guitar. That did it. That, that got me
11: right. It, um, it, it put me on track. You know, it, it woke me right up.
16: God knows what he went through. But um, whatever it was, uh, he he fixed fixed himself better than ever, you know?
15: A re-energized Malcolm joined the sessions for ACDC's 14th album in 1989. Razor's Edge would slash its way to the second spot on the U.S. album charts and sell over 3 million copies. Once again, ACDC was back.
11: it was all back to normal, like, you know? so um, that's about all I can say about that, you know. It's, it was a detour, a bad detour I had to take, you know, and uh, I was hoping i never go that way again.
15: Malcolm had changed his destiny. <laughs>
0: How funny is that dramatic voiceover? It sounds like the world's greatest theatre and voice actor, Stephen Toast. I said, are
16: you fucking deaf?
0: If you are,
16: then you may be thinking of investing in a digital hearing aid. Audio clear hearing aids are discreet. And is this for real?
11: What's up, Stephen?
16: Well, there's swearing in this advert. All kinds of effin' and jeffin'. Are you really allowed to broadcast this on the radio? I mean, even Channel 4 doesn't have swearing in their adverts. Anything goes these days. It's the 21st century, my friend. Oh, God, yeah. No taboos left anywhere anymore. OK, let's crack on. Actually, I've got to go. So I'll see you next week, Stephen, yeah? Where's that clown off to?
11: Went to see his therapist.
16: His therapist? Ha! That doesn't surprise me. Danny's considering a sex change operation. A sex change operation? Yeah, it's mostly because he thinks his clothes will suit him better if he's a woman.
17: (laughs) It's just something he's been mulling over for a while. (laughs) Talking to a therapist about it.
16: Well, I've heard everything. Sex change operations, swearing in adverts. These really are the last days of Sodom.
14: Try that line again there, Stephen.
16: Yeah. Audio clear hearing aids are discreet and fit snugly into the ear. Check out our website today for details. How the fuck was that?
0: Thanks again so much for listening. I do appreciate you all taking the time to let me come in your ear for an hour or so each week. And if you do know anyone who might enjoy the podcast, please let them know and I'll father you next year, baby. I still have a few sticker and guitar pick packs, so hit me up on Facebook and Instagram, A Rock and Roll Rabbit Hole Podcast, and I'll post it to you for free anywhere in the world, including Norway. And just on that, I do want to thank G.J. Prytz in Oslo, Norway, for hitting me up, and I've posted your stuff out, mate. Thank you. Check out the website, com for all the past episodes and playlists of all the songs used in each episode. And I'm going to finish up with a lesser-known band that I've mentioned before in past episodes, and that's a Melbourne 13-piece band called Fools. They're one of the best unsigned bands on the planet. And here's their song called Wadsworth, which, keeping with the theme, mentions Mad Crazy by the Drink. And you can check out my shitty little website on the Victims tab, and you can see a whole heap more of Fools music over there. Thanks again, folks, and I'll catch you next week with another episode. See ya.
16: How the fuck was that?
5: Kicking off in the back of the cab Commotion begins There's no page in the knowledge To cancel such sin While you're The car screams to a side no kind words were spoken, so I Justin Don't worry.
16: was that.